Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perone, CLU, CIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Carl Myers. Welcome to business, uh, building and protecting your business worth. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Well, I'm doing really well, and I do appreciate you spending some time with us on this podcast because I was very excited about talking to you about what you have been working on uh, with your company, Abundant. And um, just a little background, folks, Carl, uh, he's got a lot of experience uh, in business. He's developed a program, software program, that he works with, with business operating systems. And you can tell us all about it. It's a management tool. Um, Carl, you have a, quite a history from uh, having an MBA and a BA from Rice. And uh, I think you were also at the uh, uh, CEO of three software companies. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. That's so right. Yeah. you've got a great background, and you're working on something with Abundant. You're you're uh, you're the founder of Abundant. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in all this. Oh, good question. So I guess I did, you know, the MBA and the corporate thing for a while. And then in the early 90s, my parents twisted my arm till I came and worked for the family business, which was uh, very different, obviously, than the corporate world, a distribution company that um, my folks had started. And so I started working with kind of what I call lower middle market companies, um, under 100 people. Uh, and so uh, over the years, I've worked with my family's company for five years. I've started a couple of software companies uh, back in the day and then been either management or management consulting with companies, I guess, since oh, about 1999, something about like that. And I've done a wide range of roles, you know, working with these smaller companies. You know, I've got a systems background and a financial background, but I've also done sales and, um, you know, help people with M&A, both buy side and sell side M&A. And, you know, so I, I guess I've worked with the management of a lot of different companies and made some uh you know, had some great successes, doubling sales in two years at, I guess, five different companies, but also kind of got my uh, uh, knocks along the way and learned uh, a couple lessons that hopefully I can share to others. 
Yeah, you have a breadth of, of background experience, which uh, is interesting. And we were talking about one of the things that the uh, business operation does. But, you know, I, I I think it does really three things. It makes you it makes people using it think like owners. It helps them make good decisions. And it certainly makes them reduce the stress because they have a tool they can depend on with their team. Um and when when you started this, um, what was your long range goal for this particular project with the operating tool? Right, taking kind of all the spreadsheets that I'd used over the years and helping these companies and putting it into software. For me, I think it had kind of two things. One is it I felt like it would allow me to help more companies that offer these um, solutions at a lower price point so we could help more companies. And, you know, of course, I also saw it as an opportunity, you know, for uh, by helping more companies to have, you know, a different revenue stream than just the consulting work. So kind of two, two different pieces to that. Yeah, that, that kind of motivated you, obviously, from your past Sometimes when you work in a lot of different areas, you get to formulate your questions about how would you do it if you were in charge and uh, you became in charge <laughs> with no stockholders. So that's a good deal. <laughs> um, so what what is that? Uh, why is having you so motivated to get the end result important to the people you work with, Carl? Well, I guess, you know, I've seen a number of entrepreneurs I've worked with, you know, like I said, my family's company, uh, other, you know, number of other family businesses and a number of companies that were trying to grow and, you know, reach goals to help their families and watching a number of them get stuck. I just feel like, you know, it's not necessary. You know, there's so much more that they can do to help their clients, their customers, as well as help their family. And so that means a lot to me when I'm able to help a company grow, you know, I can, these are small companies. It's not like, you know, General Motors or something, you know, you can see the impact on the family. You've met, you know, the family in many cases and, you know, say, I can see how that's helping real people live a better life. You know, I see that and because I see it in your company too. I mean, um, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but you're making a good point. Uh, in my business, talking, I always found that I really enjoyed the smaller market because the owner and the founder, it gets his hands dirty in the discussion, where I found with bigger companies that I worked with, they were always people that weren't in owners or founders, but they were their employees, and there was a lacking of motivation. And so... So, you know, obviously you're very motivated to help people. So how does that play out in your business? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, helping some of the companies I've worked with, you know, like I said, I've, I've sat in their kitchen and met their kids and, you know, the wife and maybe even extended family and being able to have a big impact, you know, be able to talk to them later and, you know, have them say that, you know, you've really, you know, made my life easier. You know, you've helped me fund college educations for my kids. That's, that's a really big deal to me. And 
you know, using, you know, with the software tools, we're able to do that for more people. And again, at a, at a more cost-effective price point. So yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I, I just, it gets me up in the morning. You know, that's really good. Well, that's really good. I mean, that's, that's part of the key because it's a long road sometimes when you're developing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very long road, as we all know. So let, let's let's talk about the systems because if you go on Carl's website, which we'll put in the show notes, but it's a very nice website, Carl. It 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 breaks it down so people can understand exactly what you're about, what you're doing, and how it helps. So for the audience, let's talk about why the systems are so important. Mm-hmm. Right when when you start a company you're very involved with everything. I mean, you know how the product or service, you know how to sell it. You know, you're, you're talking to the, your team, you know, about exactly how we do things and that's what you're supposed to do. And that's great. And it's very effective at the same time, as you grow and you add people, you know, all of a sudden you realize, wow, I've got, you know, whether it's 15 or 25 or whatever the number, you've got a bunch of people and, and you're spending most of your time now answering questions for people and not doing the things. You're not actually involved at the same level of doing the service that you used to be. So now you're a manager, but you were never, you know, you never wanted to be a manager. <laughs> you, yeah. you never were trained as a manager. And so how do you build the systems and the infrastructure around you so that you can safely delegate? and then keep growing the company. And that's what we're focused on, is helping you build that infrastructure to make it easier to delegate, safer to delegate, and get the results you want. You know, you know, um, one of the um, key value drivers in a business is being able to delegate. Uh, that's one of the key things, because as you know, Carl, you've been through it, when people want to purchase your business, they don't want you there, the owner. They want they want the business, but they want systems. And to get systems, you have to delegate. And you have uh, a nice a, a nice printout on your website about improving productivity, which I really liked. You broke it down, and it says, "Do any of these situations sound familiar? Confused staff and no focus. People are not thinking like owners." trouble making decisions having it to explain things over and over and and that's like going off the rails every five minutes right no productivity and i thought that was such a wonderful graphic in the way you did that but you're you're absolutely spot on on that and that's what this system does that's right yeah you know, when you're when you're starting your business, you're not necessarily thinking about how do I sell this, but at some point, you know, you're working really hard, and you know, you're thinking I'm going to retire at some point, and I'm going to sell the company. And you hear about other people selling their business and getting these big bucks, but if you haven't built a management structure that's transferable, you're not going to get the big bucks. It's you're going to get a much much smaller number, and it's usually really disappointing for people. And if you've got your management system in software, you know, in a software you can point to and say, this is how we run our business. Wow. Now it's really easy to 
convince a buyer that they can take it over, they can run it effectively, even if you step away from it. So, you know, that's a that's a big benefit to using a tool like this to to run your business. And Carl, are is the are there restrictions on it? Um on the software so it can ends up being like a bureaucracy? Yeah, that's a big question. That's a really good question because while bureaucracy is the last thing we want, so many people that have, you know, spent some time in a larger organization have been so frustrated by that, you know, bureaucracy. So we have specifically designed the abundant tools to be for small companies to just be the minimal you need for each of these pieces. So it's it's not going to develop that bureaucracy that you get in the big companies. You know, it's it's designed to be flexible. You know, it's structured, but it allows for flexibility, which you absolutely need in a smaller company to adapt and, you know, stay current with the market. So, yeah, great question, Tom. And, and Carl, in, in the implementation state, well, first, let's back up. What, what would be the ideal company uh, size-wise or demographic uh, company that this works well for? Right. Most of the time where we see this problem really come into bear is as you pass like 10 people in the company, you start to head for you know, 15. By the time you've hit 25 or 30, usually you're feeling the pain pretty significantly. You know, you've got all these people asking you questions all day. And, you know, you're frustrated because you're not doing the things that you enjoy doing and you're spending so much time, you know, dealing with all these people problems. So that's kind of the situation that we find you know, and it sometimes it starts at seven or eight people, but usually as you pass 10, head for 15 or 20. I see uh, over my 53-year career working with business owners, I've seen where uh, new new business owners come in, they can make a wedget extremely better than anybody, but they're taken off guard when they realize all the details working uh, <clears throat> in your business and on your business and also working with more people. And I, the way I looked at this thing was, this is just a great way of getting everybody to start thinking like a business owner, which is what you want. I mean, it's, it takes a long time to build a middle management. Uh, but I'm looking at this tool and I'm saying, well, you know, uh, if you have really responsible people, you may, through a system like this, start creating middle management and not realizing until you start seeing their talent by using the system, that is huge as an asset for future uh, growth of the business and value. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not too bad for just taking a nice vacation from time to time as well. (laughs) And you're right. And that was, you know, my nephew, Joe Peronda is a time freedom coach and he talks about that. And I wrote my book, uh, Unlocking Your Business DNA. I talk about uh, working 80, 80 days a year and being able to see my kids and do things with. And I really did it that way for 40 something years. And I found that uh, people are amazed that you, uh, that I did that. But I, I, I see the tools nowadays are so good that if you're going to run a business, it's, it's like a rocket ship getting off the platform. It takes a lot of turbo. 
But once it's up there, that that business should be helping you more than you have to help it, if that makes any sense. And, and time freedom is so important for a business owner to walk away. And again, what you're developing are these software tools that help people become even brighter while they're they're applying these things because it it, get, it gets them a good direction. It gives them a direction. They're not falling off the track. Um, it's it's very impressive. Um, and, and you know, I, you, all anybody has to do is go to Carl's website and just take a look around uh, what he wrote about. Carl, it, let's let's go back to um, uh, you as a business owner. And you gave us how you got started, but what concerns you as a business owner now, uh, maybe the most of running your own business? That's a good question. That's a good question. You know, for me, I mean, I see a lot of the same problems that I see with, with other companies. You know, I've got to, you know, develop people and, you know, keep them motivated. And I think, in the you know the times that we're experiencing right now, you know we've got a lot of baby boomers retiring, and you know all these you know government programs, and you know the with the pandemic and immigration now, so much harder to find people, and especially good people, that you know that takes a lot of effort these days. Um, you know, definitely for me, and I'm also, you know, when I talk to other business owners, that's what I hear as well. You know, getting, you know, enough people and enough good people is really a really big deal. So that's, I think that's probably the number one thing in my mind. And, and let me ask you this, and you have so much experience of 30 years plus, what in the past and, and also now, what are the things that you did to keep people with you? Mm-hmm. Great question. One of the things that I'm really a big fan of, and I guess at a glance it can seem almost trivial or easy, but is listening, listening in a really active way with the you know the people working for me. And I have to really focus on that sometimes because it's what I'm talking about is not just listening to respond, you know, oh, I heard you and here's the answer you know, now go away. It's really listening to really understand where they're coming from, you know, because a lot of times, you know, people have different backgrounds and experiences and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, well, just this morning, I had a situation where somebody was asking me a question. And at first I thought they were asking, you know, about whatever problem a, and as I asked, you know, some just clarifying questions, kind of make sure they, you know, I understood what they were talking about. I came, you know, really came to find out they were talking about problem B. It's like, oh, okay. And, you know, and that just takes an extra effort. So active listening, I think, is one of the biggest things you can do to really, you know, keep your people motivated, keep them on the team. Yeah, and that's easier said than done when you've got um, arrows being shot at you all day, huh? (laughs) That's so true. Although, although based on your system here, if you imp- implement a system like this, you'll, you'll lower the amount of arrows being shot at you. The, the wounds won't be so bad in the back, huh? 
<laughs> That's right. You've got a few other people holding shields besides just yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I'm laughing because um, I, I hear people all the time want to go into business. And, you know, the biggest challenge in business is staying focused because you have so much coming at you all the time. Uh, and and that's why probably business owners initially put in so much so many hours is that there's not enough hours to get things done but they're getting things thrown at them that are not all that important but they still have to deal with them right and uh, and I'm laughing because you know years ago when I started my practice we never had any of these systems even a a, a CRM we never even had that you know the 1970 that wasn't so I see this and um so let me ask you this, because you've been very successful. Uh, what do you think uh, are the things that an individual really has to have in its wiring or learning um, to become successful in business, Carl? Well, I think success can happen at different levels. You know, I think that in order to, you know, have a, you know, successful, small, you know, kind of solo operation, you know, you need to know your, your product and serve it or service and be able to sell it. And I think that works great for that level of business. You know, if you're, if you say, I want to take it to the next level, I want to grow it and have, you know, a, a team working, you know, a small team working for me, you know, then, you know, as long as it's, you know, a handful of people roughly that you can talk to directly, you know, I think you just need to be reasonably good with, with people. And I think that works fine, but to take it to the next level where you're really building an organization, you know, that's going to be a transferable organization that's able to, you know, scale up to another level. Now, you know, it's really being able to listen to people who you know are going to give you advice, and whether that's a you know a lawyer, an attorney, um, you know a you know financial advisor, any sort of advisor that you you know a company might use, you know you have to actually be willing to listen to them and make some changes. And I, I think that is the single most important characteristic that distinguishes between somebody that, you know, their business start, you know, kind of caps out at, you know, a handful of people versus a company that can grow to 50 or a hundred people. Yeah. And that's a good point because it really comes down to um, the mindset of the creator of the business, the founder, because you've done it many times, but you, that's your baby, right? Right. It's your baby. And you, God, someone telling me I got to do this. And, you know, your ego gets not you, but people's ego get in the way because this is their baby. And it's an emotional thing. It really is, isn't it? Wow. Um, uh, and all of a sudden, as you grow, you start losing a bit of, or at least it's a perceived loss of control, but it's not, is it? Right. Right. You know, it's just being willing to accept help, you know, the founder owner they're still in charge they just you know are they willing to you know listen to another perspective in order to help themselves because in in the end they're the ones that win the most when the company does better yeah yeah you know um if you don't have that if you don't have that mentality of delegating and and you know giving up those tasks 
what you have is a job. You have a place to go, a position, and maybe a paycheck, but you really don't have a business because it's not going to run again once you leave. So uh, leave the ego at the door and start building. And uh, hey, Carl, what trends are you seeing in your business that you think it has a big impact? Well, I definitely mentioned the hiring situation, you know, with uh, some of the companies we're working with, you know, we see what used to be, you know, seven, eight, you know, dollar an hour minimum wage jobs are now turning into, you know, $15 an hour jobs. And so that's, you know, definitely one trend that we're seeing. Um, starting to hear a lot about on the financial side that interest rates are creeping up. So that's, you know, a big transition for, for companies that have been used to borrowing a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see the implications of that as we go forward. So that's definitely another, another area that we've seen. Um, but, you know, overall, the market for, for most of the companies we're working with seems pretty strong right now. So, you know, that's an encouraging sign. And any concerns um, about the future of your particular industry? You know, yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. I think uh, there was a famous J.P. Morgan quote, you know, 150 years ago or whenever, you know, that, you know, what's the market going to, going to do? And, you know, he, he said it's going, to, it's going to go up and down, you know. <laughs> it's going to go up and down, that's right. Right. So there's going to be bumps in the road. Um, and there's going to be opportunities for, for all sorts of companies. But, you know, I, I don't see the world falling apart. And I don't, you know, necessarily see us, you know, racing to the moon forever. You know, there's, you know, the, the we're going to, especially in the U.S., we've got pretty strong demographics, uh, especially compared to many other uh, developed countries. I think we're going to see some decent growth. You know, but yeah, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Stock market at some point is going to get a bump, and uh, then eventually it'll go back up. So, um, you know, I'm generally optimistic. You know, I think there's opportunity out there for smaller companies. You know, their strength is their adaptability. You don't have to turn a battleship, so to speak. You just need to, uh, you know, turn a smaller boat. You can do that quickly. Take advantage of the opportunities that you know, come as the world changes. That's a nice, uh, the way you said that was really good. You don't have to turn a battleship or a big boat. You, you, you just keep looking at the horizon and take, pick your spots as far as opportunities. That's, that's a good philosophy. I like that, Carl. Because yeah. it's true, isn't it? You know, as much as you or I or anybody else wants to build our business, there's the right time and there's the wrong time. Uh, as much as there's the right way and the wrong way, right? <clears throat> so I, I I like the idea that you look at the future optimistically, as I do. Uh, what's going on in the world is kind of tough sometimes, but um, to look at it that way. But I think you're right. We've been through a lot of wars in the last 30 or 40 years with business, from uh, high oil prices to inflation. So, you know, it, it keeps on, on going. But... Um, what uh let's talk about <clears throat> excuse me excuse me let's talk about key value drivers in a business and why as a business owner you need to to focus on those eight or nine value drivers for your business mm -hmm. 
Right. Like I think you mentioned earlier that there's so many things to all for a business owner to look at, so many opportunities, so many different parts of the business. And, you know, if you're running anything, you're running a sports team, you know, you're running a family household, you know, you've got to figure out what the key elements that really move the needle are and, and focus on those and be comfortable, you know, letting the other stuff slide a little bit, you know, so, um, you know, if you're, if you've got, you know, your football team, you know, you better get a quarterback, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, in business, you know, yes, you need to understand, you know, how do we deliver value to our customers? You know, how do we bring people through our sales funnel to uh, turn them into customers? You know, how do we maintain, you know, a quality product or service? You know, are we generating cash flow? You know, if you're if you're not positive cash flow, you could be in big trouble really quick. So, you know, some of those, you know, key things and how do I keep people so that we can do all those things? You know, those are, you know, folk fit, you've got to figure out for your business, what are the really big things and focus on those. That's one of the uh, best uh, things that uh, best advice people can take and learn about value drivers because they're needed for you to get the big reward of selling your business if that's where you're going, or the big reward to become a passive owner with good key management taking over or family. You know, you have, I like what you have on your website, Carl, you have that growth assessment tool. Mm -hmm. And I like that because, you know, like you say, find over a hundred thousand uh, $100,000 in new sales in 45 minutes with funding growth assessment. I like assessments because we get lost in our thinking sometimes because the daily tasks take us away from our real focus. Um, and I, I noticed that you have a nice assessment on here. Can you tell our audience um, how to get this and what, what they do to have the assessment? Right. So the if you visit our website and you know find the link to you know get that assessment, then we can walk you through you know our growth assessment, something we've developed over the years, you know based on you know, years and years of experience, and you know we're going to help you you know quickly find new sales. We want to get that quick result for you, but also kind of talk to you about you know, what are the things that might be holding, you know, you back, like you say, those key value drivers. And, you know, let's have a discussion and see, you know, sometimes, you know, abundance, the right solution for, you know, helping you with some of those things. And other times, you know, it's through our partners that, um, you know, people that we work with that can help you. So, you know, our goal is to, you know, help you move your company forward in whatever way makes sense. So uh, we want to be able to give you a, you know, a po quick positive result and then some other ideas to help you move forward. Yeah, that's a nice tool. And we'll, we'll put uh, the website, like I said, on the, um, in the, in the show notes so you can get to it. Um, but I think assessments are very good. And if you're, if you're a business owner trying to grow you periodically should take assessments. Like, like I said, I've been using assessments for years, but I think what it has, you know what I think assessments really do, Carl? 
they give you a sense of what you're looking at. In other words, what abundant does, you be able to formulate your own questions as you go through an assessment. Uh, and it, it kind of tells you where you are. And I think those are important little elements to kind of um, to, to know about what you're doing instead of just walking around in the dark, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Carl, uh, you've been very helpful. Is there anything you would like to uh, leave us with before we sign off? Well, I guess just to wrap up by saying, you know, I'd love to, to help companies grow. I'd love to help companies double their sales in two or three years. That's really rewarding for me. And so for people that find that interesting, I'd love to talk. So thank you. Yeah. And one last thing I forgot to cover is that the, uh, in, the in the website, Carl's uh, company breaks down um, the different packages he has. So I take a look at that because you got a, you got a free one in there where people can kind of get a feel and take the puppy home dog home for a while, you know, right. um, I, I'm going to add this. I'm going to add this from my own experience. Um, I remember I started to computerize my company in 1980. Now, again, when I walked to con uh, at that time, there was computer land. Now, I knew nothing about computers, but in my head, I started thinking, I won't have to hire as many people. That was my simple mentality. <laughs> when I walked in computer land, I remember the salesman looking at me when he said to me, you need a database and a word processor. And I said, what's a database and what's a word processor? And he smiled. It was going to be a good payday for him. Well, my point is, I had to invest a lot of money for uh, a computer that had no hard drive. And remember those floppy disks, Carl, were $10 a box, 50 bucks a box, the floppies, right. all right? Well, I, I want people to look at or listen to this and look at uh, uh, this business tool as an investment to shoot your rocket ship off the platform much quicker and stronger. Because I remember going into CRMs, not knowing what they are, spending a lot, thousands of dollars. But it was the best thing I ever did, and it grew my business. And this is this is similar, very similar to the uh, to to adding a CRM. I don't mean it's a CRM, but at the time when CRMs came out, they were expensive, they were new. Uh, but these tools now are so uh, so good that you're developing. Um, so take a real good look. Great endorsement on my part because I, I know how technology can help your business. Carl, I want to thank you once again for taking your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. I've enjoyed it. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot -G -G com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it.
Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.